A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a new thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the new thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is new thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence. I'm here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we got a great conversation going today. I know it. I feel it. Manifestation. You used one of those big leftover words from the original version of religious science. Yeah, it's a leftover word. I hear it a lot, you know, so. Mm -hmm. You know what the new version of that word is, right? Result. <laughs> oh, that's simple. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm all oh, about Oh, I thought it was going to be a deeply spiritual <laughs> word as results. Okay. No, you used to have a spiritual mind treatment to manifest a demonstration, and now you get a practical prayer for a real result. It's simple. Doesn't get any simpler than that. Okay. Well, if you have to explain yourself, then like you're taking two steps backwards. Mm, yeah. Okay. That's a conversation for another time. People all, you know, people want deep and mysterious. If it's too simple, it can't be. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You want your spirituality with a detour yeah. ring, and you need to get inside the circle so that you understand what the heck everybody's talking about. All right. But what did you mean about manifestation? Okay. So I didn't put this together ahead of time intentionally because I just like the way you unravel stuff, and I didn't want to fix it up anyway. So Okay, so we're going to figure out the question yeah, and the answer. <laughs> but it's right in there, so, man. It's right in there. <laughs> <laughs> you went to San Diego, and San Diego and I have a thing. So what the thing is, I'm not exactly sure. I also have a bigger thing, the West Coast thing. I want to go there, and I'm not on a vacation, because I could do that anytime. But I want to go there for a specific reason, but I haven't yet defined it. It's still in the headline, maybe Cliff Notes stage of the idea. So you... You want to go to the West Coast to do I a thing. want to do a thing. But I want to know what the thing is before I put it out there because stuff happens, you know, when I put it out there. I mean, I'm not claiming to be this grand manifester, but I know how it has worked in my life. I can see, observed it. And now I can see even more, almost like a how-to in a way. And so I'm very careful with it. Oh, yeah. Once you know that the creative laws of the universe are going to say yes, you get to be pretty specific and aware of when you're setting an intention. Because especially when we get adept at this, the yeses come up really quickly. It's like, no, wait, I wasn't yes, ready. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't finish my order and I clicked the shopping cart button yeah, on Amazon. You know, because you laugh when I talk about the Great Dane. And I'm careful now before I let it out. I'll say, Spirit, look, not now. This is just a discussion. I'm not calling it in right now. <laughs> so, but that's how real it is to me. So when you said that you were going to San Diego, I think you said it maybe a month or so before you were going. I froze for a second 
because I thought, there's San Diego coming into my awareness again. I'm not sure yet. Like, I haven't written the whole story yet. And so the closer you got to going, you didn't know this, the closer you got to going, I'm like, oh, man, oh, man. Okay, so now I know I want to go. So maybe I should just do some things, right? So first thing I thought of doing was sending you a little bottle, something that I would use on the trip, no matter where I go. It's going to be in my bag no matter what. And I said, I'll send that to him and ask him to leave it in the hotel room (laughs) where he is. (laughs) That's a little bit of me saying, you know, that's like that connection, right? Then I thought about sending you some money and say, buy this or buy something or whatever. So that's another connection, right? Then I thought about sending you a text saying, call me. (laughs) (laughs) You see me working this out. I do. And, you know, I'm still at the, you know, sending me something that I can bring into the hotel room because with my understanding of that particular hotel property, your thing would stay in that hotel room for a good long time. Yeah, I just, even if the person who cleans the room got it, it didn't really matter. This goes with me everywhere. So... Yeah, there are not a lot of people cleaning the rooms. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? I was putting me out yeah. there, right? Then I said, okay, I'll text them and say, call me. And it suddenly started to feel, it felt good and right. And I said, okay, this is good. This is good. Then I said, wait a minute. This feels a little control freakish here, right? This feels a little manipulative. So don't do any of that. Just wait. If he calls you, would that be interesting? You did text me. (laughs) And I Mm -hmm. said, okay, this is cool. There's a connection here that I didn't initiate. Okay. So what do you think about all that? I think that there's something that's in your sphere of awareness and a desire that you have, which is sort of undifferentiated at this point, because you know that you're wanting something and you've got an idea of the flavor and the texture of it, but you don't have any of the details of it. So you're not ready to put wheels on it and make it move yet. And because there's this pull, the law of attraction is already working. So now you're looking for ways that this is showing up and that law of attraction is pulling the pieces together. So then you can just be delighted because you got the text and there's the thing. And, you know, of all the places that I could have gone for the retreat, we went to San Diego, which has a connection for you. So you're seeing the connections and that again, is inspiring you to understand that there's huge possibilities that are available. And that's, you know, in the metaphysical teaching symbol, which is the three sections, the top one is spirit, the middle one is the creative law that's responding, and the bottom one is our experience. And there's that V that dips from the top through the law down to the bottom. And what's happening is the experience that you're having down in that bottom section is coming back up on the second side of the V. And it is giving you new ideas to think about and new inspirations, which is creating a new level of consciousness for you. So it's activating the law again, and you're getting to go through that upward spiral as you get closer and closer to understanding what it is that you and Southern California or San Diego specifically and your spiritual development and whatever is the rest of this are coming together. It's escalating. So I think that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's scary. It is. I mean, in a good way. Like I am major excited and happy about the idea of it. 
if somebody said, well, what exactly are you so happy about? I could not really tell you. I just know that I know absolutely it's going to be perfect, whatever it is. It'll be exactly the right thing. But I don't know what that is just yet. My nephew and his wife moved to San Diego about, I'm going to say, roughly three years ago. But I had this thing with San Diego maybe four or five years before that. And so when they moved, I mean, he's my nephew, and we aren't particularly close necessarily. So it wasn't like, oh, I'll get to go visit him. It was none of that. (laughs) It was none of that. But just things keep happening where it's just getting closer and closer. And at one point, I had put some kind of dreams or ideas on hold. I said, but suppose I go to San Diego. And then it was like, so? It's like you can't do it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) the stuff you're thinking about works anywhere. So you're cool. Don't worry. So, yeah. So you're going to go to San Diego to stay or to visit for a long time? Or do you have an idea about that? Yeah, my idea is I'm torn between staying for a long time and staying forever. Okay. And I don't know that it really, in the end, really makes any difference. You know what I mean? I just, like, if I go out there and I stay for a long time, then why come back? What's the point? You know, I want to go. Well, you know, there's something to be said for the Jersey Shore where yeah, you live they now. Got shores out there. They do. The ocean's on the wrong side. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you work I'll out. work it out. It's like I get lost easily, and coming to Absecon, going back and forth, up and down the Garden State and all that. This is get turned around, and my husband said, "If the ocean is on your left, you are moving in the correct direction." So I learned how to always think that way. So if I go to San Diego, mm-hmm. you know, it's the wrong ocean, right? It might be flipped on the right or left. I know it depends on which way you're going, but I don't care. It's gonna work. Well, if you're in San Diego and you're driving and the ocean's on the right for any period of time, you're gonna get to Mexico okay. soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> just that's you know so it'll just happens. depend on where i want to you know i want to go they'll turn you around those possibilities are all out there and it's a wonderful lesson about the metaphysics of it because the law is ready to say yes and it's not going to say yes yet it is going to be reminding you and maybe playing with you a little bit like you're interested in san diego and that's the next step and then there i go off to a board retreat in san diego and it's a reminder of your passion and inspiration and a reminder that these things can happen at the drop of a hat. Yeah. yeah. So, and as we go through this practice of attuning ourselves to the creative process about being aware of that infinite creative spirit and that it's within us and that we're creating our experiences according to our beliefs and our intentions, these little reminders come along that this stuff works and it works really fast. And it's available now, and there's nothing holding us back. So you want to know what's scary about what you just said? I just put it out there to the whole world. (laughs) Before, it's just been, the idea has just been with me and my little circle. And then I told you. Now the whole world knows. So that's cool. Okay. That's something else that happens in this practice. And let's take a break, and we will then come back and talk about the naysayers. (laughs) Okay. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, 
gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And you said something about naysayers before we went on break. Yeah, it's a really sad thing that happens when we get uh, inspiration. When spirit is nudging us in a direction, we got this grand new possibility. We're going to write a book. We're going to do a podcast. We're going to create an organization. We're going to do something. And the idea is starting to come together and spirit is starting to give us that guidance. If we start talking about it in front of certain people, they'll start shooting down the idea. They'll try and talk us out of it. They will take the part that would normally be played by our ego and tell us why it's not going to work and why it shouldn't happen. And that has a tremendous ability to let the air out of our tires. So one of the things, and I brought it up because now that you have put this out there, you can be on the lookout for the folks who are going to show up and tell you why San Diego is way too expensive. And they'll tell you about the Santa Ana winds and the mudslides. And they'll tell you about the San Andreas fault and the Californians and, you know, the granola state, the ones that aren't fruits and nuts or flakes and all the rest of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They'll show up and tell you, you know, why the excessive sunshine is a problem. Just all kinds of things will be showing up in your life that will make you doubt. And that's okay, but that's not spirit talking, that's their ego talking. When they hear something that's happening that's good for you, a lot of people need to puff themselves up by giving you information that you may or may not be in the market for. So, and the thing to do with that is not to ignore people and it's not to keep everything a secret, it's just to be aware that when you're in the process of unfolding something of a spiritual nature where you're being called or guided, to be aware of who you're sharing it with, and also to be aware of the feedback that you're getting from the people who it's been shared with, because they might not be completely on board with your vision. I hear you. I appreciate that. And especially the last part where you said they're not, may not be on board with the vision. A lot of people aren't on board with vision, period. You know, it has to do with being able to see a bigger place. But I also want to say that, and for me, the biggest naysayer that I watch out for is me. Well, that's the control freak. Because if you're doing something brand new, then you don't know. You don't know how it's going to come out. Yeah, I've encountered that side. I got to look at it through the lens of a control freak. I had not up to this point. But I encountered that side a few times lately, actually, the naysayer inside. And I caught it because it was naysaying something that wasn't even big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? 
Really? <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> it's not like it has a limited amount of time or bandwidth. It can they say anything. I have paid attention to it in this regard recently. How many times has that naysayer shown up in my life in the past? But, you know, I'm like pretty much just focusing on recent years. And I thought, you know what? I can see where that naysayer, I've allowed the naysayer to have the last word, not realizing that that's what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. and, but I got it now. I know that rascal's voice. Yep. Yep. And if we understand that we've got the, three concentric circles and the one in the middle is our comfort zone which is you know that's where we've been living that's where it's comfortable and because we go outside of our comfort zone it gets well uncomfortable right so outside of the comfort zone is the growth zone which is a discomfort zone we don't know that it's going to work we don't know how it's going to work our control freakishness or our intellectual mind doesn't necessarily know how this could possibly work outside of our comfort zone inside of our comfort zone we know because we've got it dialed in and we understand how all the pieces are fitting together. We go into our growth zone and that's where the new things are happening, but it's also where the mystery is because we don't know. And there's the circle outside of that, which is the death zone. We're convinced that if we go too far outside of our comfort zone, it's doom. It can't possibly work. Everything is going to be cataclysmic. We'll fall off the edge of the earth, whatever. Hmm. But growth doesn't happen in our comfort zone. Yeah. I'm glad for the experience and for feeling it and all of that. It slipped by me because I'm going to make a big statement here. It may not be true, but as a leader, you get bogged down with other stuff outside of yourself and doing and doing and doing. And then suddenly, for me, I started looking at me and what I want to do. And now I'm thinking, I never encountered this before, you know, a hesitance before. A conversation with myself about why I shouldn't, shouldn't. I don't know anything about that because I never paid much attention to it, I guess. Never had to because I was always doing stuff that was assigned, so to speak. You know? hmm. And so yep. now I'm the one making the assignments in a way of speaking, you know, because taking control of life, my own life and being serious about that. I'm saying, wow, okay, I suddenly understand the idea of manifest. What's the word you used? Re real? Results? results? Okay. I know how results. I know how results work. It's so cool. You know, like I don't even worry about bad results or negative results. It's just like, oh, wait a minute. This could happen? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that we're afraid of that's outside of our comfort zone, once we engage with it, there's a couple of things that happen. One is that we find that we can be comfortable doing whatever that new thing is, in which case our comfort zone has grown. And that's the learning process is, okay, I now have a bigger area, a bigger field that I can play in because I'm not limited by my preconceived notions. The other thing that could happen is we say, nope, that's not for me. You know, I've been wanting to go off the high dive forever and I keep on climbing up the ladder and climbing back down because I was afraid and I finally just dove off the high dive and it dragged my swimsuit up way high. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. It's like, okay, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> but it's no longer an unknown fear. Now it's part of our experience. So when it's time to do something different, it's like, all right, I'm going to give it a try. It's, you know, it's not going to be fatal. It's not going to be permanent. I can go and have this new experience and see if that fits into my comfort zone. It's always a stretch, you know, 
that could be stages of life, give you other opportunities to stretch further than you had before. That's the case with me, you know, but I probably every stage of life allows stretching if you so choose to take it. Always, always. I 20 something years ago for my birthday, people said, what do you want? And I said, I don't want things. I want experiences, you know, yoga classes, rock climbing lessons like that. And somebody gave me yoga lessons and I thought, that's cool. And I thought, I really wish somebody had given me a rock climbing lesson to go experience that. And I realized, wait a second, I'm still a grown up. I can go <laughs> take myself and try the indoor rock climbing gym. And I went with a friend and it was fun and decided I'm going to go again and came to the realization that I like the workout in the gym. It's fun. It's, it's a spiritual experience because when I'm clinging onto the rock, I'm not thinking about anything else. It's a wonderful way to just let go of all of the distractions. And I thought, I don't need to learn how to do the lead climbing and I don't need to learn. I'm never going to climb outdoors. That's not going to be a thing. I don't have to buy a whole bunch of gear because my comfort zone was going to the gym and being in a controlled environment. Fast forward, I now have been rock climbing all over North America because it turns out that I like climbing outdoors and I would go on a business trip when I was doing that and to be in Las Vegas. And I'd either go in a day or two early or I'd stay an extra day or two at the end and hire a guide and go out to Red Rocks and climb the cliffs in Red Rocks. And it's spectacular. And I've climbed at Squamish in British Columbia and a, you know Joshua Tree in Southern California. And my favorite is El Dorado Springs Canyon outside of Boulder, Colorado. And I've been climbing in all of these places, which began by being completely uninteresting and terrifying to me. And then once I broadened out the possibilities of what I could do and how I can engage with it, now there's a brand new possibility. Not only is there a bigger comfort zone, there was an opportunity to turn work into play in those ways. That was fun. That's fascinating. That really is encouraging. I'm not going rock climbing, but it's encouraging to do some other things. <laughs> 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 no, because you do stuff. You know, you talked about a bike ride that you do. I can't remember where. It's sometime in April, isn't it? Where you... No, 4th okay, of July. So you go all the way to Valley Forge. Valley Forge to Philadelphia on the 4th of July, just for historical yeah, purposes. I thought about that. When you did it, I said, would you do that? Yeah, I'd do that. No historical purpose, just cool, because I know the be nice, you know. Yeah, and I do it because I'd have the day off on the 4th of July, and it's a nice time to go for a bike ride, except when it's way too hot. Only if I'm guaranteed to lose 11 pounds in the ride. <laughs> Pay no attention oh. to me. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm nuts this morning. What can I tell you? <laughs> All right. The invitation is always open to understand that we're living in our comfort zone. And when we get an inspiration to do something that's not been done before, that's outside of our comfort zone, there's growth available. That spirit's nudging us on, suggesting something that's possible. And when we engage with that, you can always say yes to spirit. Oh, I got this inspiration that I'm going to record an album. And we can say yes to that and just go ahead and start hiring producers and getting songwriters and you know, finding musicians. And the other thing that we can do is resist. It's like, okay, I heard this voice telling me that I should record an album. And I really don't personally have any interest in recording an album. I'm not a musician. So perhaps that's not what I ought to be doing. So can I do something different? 
And the cool thing that'll happen is if it was spirit, then the message will come back through. No, it's going to be a spoken word album and it's going to be a collaboration. You're going to meet a musician who's going to do X, Y, or Z. And then the pieces start fitting together or you change your mind. It's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'll do something different. In which case it wasn't really spirit telling you, it was your ego giving you a brand new idea, trying to convince you to do something that's going to <laughs> take you down a path. And the ego will let go and come up with something different, but the infinite will tend to call back. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that, because I was just getting ready to ask you, how do you know the difference? And it- Resist. Resist. Yeah, resist. Yeah, and don't adamantly, egoically resist. Just say, I'm gonna see if it's possible for that not to be it. And spirit, what I have found in my personal experience anyway, is that when it's a true calling, spirit will call back. I like that. And it just won't go away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like. When God calls and you let the call go to voicemail, there will be a return call. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know how reassuring that is, you know, when you're wanting to do certain things or different things and you're not sure? And then you say spirit will call back. That's good. Yeah. Well, let's do the prayer on spirit calling and then calling back right after we okay, take a break. Good. Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence and here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And so thanks for the talk about naysayers. And you just dropped a lot of gems, you know, <laughs> a lot of bars today. That was, that's great. So we're going to pray. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to do a prayer. And we've done uh, prayers for guidance before. And this time it's going to be about not just guidance, but knowing that we know that we know that absolute sure conviction. So getting rid of any distraction, any doubt, any lack of clarity whatsoever. So the prayer now is for crystal clear guidance and the reminder of what is available and what is real. Let's go ahead and close our eyes to the world around us because the world around us is perfectly willing to give us the evidence and details and suggestions about the way things have to be. And there's a lot of power to that, but it's also not necessary. So as we close our eyes to the outer world, we can open our eye to that divine power and presence within. 
as we let our outer ear close so we're not distracted by the noise around us. We can make ourselves available to that still small voice, that divine guidance that is within. And know that that infinite creative power that creates everything, the source, the center circumference of all that is, that divine God presence is available right here and now. That still small voice is speaking to us in ways that show up as words, as ideas, as feelings, as hunches, as intuitions, as flashes. And sometimes there are things that are completely familiar, that are completely reasonable to our thinking mind. And sometimes they're outlandish. Sometimes they seem preposterous or difficult or challenging. Sometimes it's obvious that that is going to be outside of our comfort zone. And how could we possibly allow that to happen? And the divine will always guide us in a way that brings uplift and positivity and growth in our lives. So as we engage with these brand new possibilities, we allow the infinite to speak to us and then speak to us again with even greater clarity. When we resist, we know that that infinite presence, that still small voice will repeat itself and make itself known even more clearly. So I set the intention that we are aware, each of us individually and all of us together, of the difference between that divine guidance of spirit and the distractions of our ego, trying to goad us into something outlandish that we would prefer not doing. And I now claim that all of the creative forces in the universe, the naysayers who are coming along trying to push us off our path, the still small voice, that divine guidance within, our ego trying to convince us of something different, those are all fitting together in a way that we have clarity. Each of us has awareness of that next perfect step to be taken. Each of us is perfectly willing to let a pitch go by if it's not the right pitch so that we can swing at the perfect one. And that guidance is informing us as to when that is, which one that is, what time that is. And the good that's unfolding into our lives is dramatic, delightful, wonderful, uplifting, bringing more health and vitality, more prosperity and satisfaction, more love and connection, more creativity and joy more spiritual awareness and good into our lives in ways that are different for each of us, but powerful for all of us. So this good is unfolding now, and I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the wonderful way that it's showing up. I'm grateful for the way that this law is working, and I'm grateful for the awareness of the process so that I can speak this word of intention for each one who is listening and know without any question whatsoever that this is already underway. This good is already happening. This guidance is here now. That bright light of love is shining. And so with gratitude for all of this good, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law. And I let it create this. And it does. And so I let it be. And so, so it is. It is. That was great. Mm. Yeah, like a beacon <laughs> on a hill. <laughs> let the light shine.
Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org.